I am Chris Rex, and for the last 10 years, I have been traveling up and down the roads as an independent professional wrestler. I have had the opportunity to train, work with, and share locker rooms with some of the best who ever stepped foot inside of the squared circle. My co-host is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. Born outside of Lyon, France, he moved to Texas at the age of four, and his love of sports has led him to become a sports journalist with eight years under his belt. Together, we mix my knowledge and experience as a professional wrestler with his research and raw journalism to bring you an educated and unique view of professional wrestling. This is Wrestling with a Bear. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of your favorite wrestling podcast, Wrestling with a Bear. I am one of your hosts, Chris Rex, and I am here with the Bear Man of Texas, Alex Alcazaz. How are you doing today? Doing mighty fine, Chris. It's always an honor. I'm I'm excited about the week we've had. Not only did we announce that we're sponsors for Generation Championship Wrestling, but we now have an official merchandise store. Thanks to the fine folks at What A Maneuver, you can now find our Lucha Bear logo at whatamaneuver.net. And Bearman, we've got a t-shirt for you coming soon. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That's right. That'll be our next t-shirt dropping It should be available within the next week, so you'll be able to get two of our shirts. There'll be plenty of more to come. But today, the first time ever three event that happened in North Carolina, promoted by Franco Varga. Now, Alex, I know Franco personally. Why don't you give the fans a little background information on Franco Varga? Franco Varga, the biggest wrestler ever has wrestled in Canada, Puerto Rico, the United Kingdom, Australia, Japan, Mexico, and of course, the United States of America, including AML Wrestling, Next Evolution Wrestling, and of course, Infinite Pro Wrestling. Yes, Infinite Pro Wrestling, that is where me and Franco first met. Uh, I was originally the graphic designer for Infinite Pro Wrestling, and then I got an opportunity to wrestle for them. Me and Franco started hitting the road. We've been so many road trips together, and now he's been promoting his own events, first-time-ever events out in North Carolina. He's had uh, three of them. The third one we'll be reviewing today. I'm so proud of what he's done. He's working with Fight TV. Fight TV came to him with this opportunity, so that just tells you the strength that Franco Varga has in the name that he's built for himself over the years. Now, these first-time-ever events are unique. They're not meant to be long, drawn-out stories like independent promotions or television wrestling. These are meant to be short, quick pops, keep the crowd entertained. It's pretty much the story starting and right there in that day. And it's a, and it's a nice little, you know, breath of fresh air. Now, Alex, why don't you... Give us a breakdown of the match card today. Well, we got Jason Kincaid versus Jake Hollister, Savannah Evans versus Lexi Steele, James Johnson versus Ryan Rembrandt, and of course, the main event, Franco Varga and Facade. Got some excitement in there, brother. 
definitely I'm looking forward to all of these matches. Plus, I'm sure there'll be a few more that weren't announced that we'll see. But before we do, we're going to take a quick commercial break to pay some bills to pay for this podcast. And we'll be right back with First Time Ever 3, Fight All Night. Wrestling with a Bear is proudly sponsored by Dream Controller. Custom controllers and accessories for your Xbox and PlayStation consoles. Dream Controller offers more custom designs than any other company in the market. But that isn't the only thing they offer. They also have the ability to mod their controllers so that you can dominate the competition. The Dream Controller team will work around the clock six days a week to ensure you receive your order as quickly as possible. So let Level up your gaming experience and visit dreamcontroller.com. This is the CEO and the president of Shane Taylor Promotions, the baddest of all time, Shane Taylor, and you are listening to Wrestling with a Bear. Bear man, are you ready for our review of first time ever? Damn right I am. We had Victor Andrews versus Drew Hood. Now, before the match, they had a promo where Victor Andrews, his original opponent, couldn't make it. There was this little kid, I guess it's Victor Andrews' son, Superstar Roam. He had cut his own little promo, and Drew Hood invaded on that. And I kind of like Drew Hood's charisma, so I was into Drew Hood going into this match. Victor Andrews, I've seen on the independent scene, but the stuff he pulled off in this match, he amazed me. Alex, what do you think of this match? You know, I tip my hat off to both these gentlemen. I got to tip my hat off also on the promo cut by Victor Andrews and, of course, his son. I mean, you know, I, I guess it, it, it's fair to say you're never too young or too old to cut a good promo, are you, Chris? I guess not. And the match itself, man, I give it up to both guys. It was a good opening match. Victor Andrews came out the victor, no pun intended. Uh, he celebrated with Superstar Roam. He sent Drew Hood home packing after the one, two, three. He pulled off a, a couple amazing moves. There was this one move he did off the top rope. It was like a spinning uh, knee. Oh, man, it was it was amazing. Shout out to Victor Andrews. He definitely amazed me during that match. I'm definitely a fan. He's over with me as well as Drew Hood. Now, Bear Man, what was our second match? Blackness Jack versus Brandon Scott. Let me tell you something, Chris. I've never quite seen a character as unique as Blacktus Jack. Blacktus Jack, the character, we, and we've said this before, haven't we? Create something that has never seen before, and there's always something new. It seems like every indie show I've, I've been to, I see something new, which means I learned something new, Chris. And you're 100% right about the Blacktus Jack character. Um, I love Blacktus Jack. Uh, I know him through Franco Varga, and uh, Franco's always told me stories about Blackness Jack. Mr. $40 is $40. I love the way he is in the ring. The way he moves like for a big guy, and he moves so smooth, and he has this mystique about him. You see a few different characters that influenced him. Uh, the Mankind character, you definitely see in there. You see a little bit of the uh, mind games that he plays with his opponents. And he's kind of like, reminds me of the Wild Samoans a bit as well with the savageness. You read my mind, Chris. It really seems like, like Blackness Jack is committed to really paying tribute to a lot of the guys who paved the way for young wrestlers today. And <laughs> we saw more uniqueness when he was doing the interview. He does 
he interacts in some way, but he never says anything verbally. <laughs> and then at the end of the interview, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. At the end of the interview, it's like he acknowledges the camera. So, you know, it's like everyone thinks he's this stupid guy. He's he's not, you know, he's, he's not as stupid as, as he may appear to be. Our next match, we had some women's action at first time ever. It was Savannah Evans versus Lexi Steele. Alex, give us your notes on this match. Well, as, as some of everybody knows, I do strongly support women's wrestling. And the way this match goes, it just really shows how hard they work, how brilliant trained it is. And the way they were working this match, I mean, unbelievable, Chris. Just fighting back and forth, working well together, resiliency on both sides, just. They told a good story. Savannah Evans was definitely the powerhouse in the match, but Lexi Steele came out with the W, the surprise victory, the underdog victory. I personally uh, wanted to see Savannah Evans go over. I'm a fan of Savannah Evans. She's worked for GCW a few times. I'm a fan of her works, but this is the first time I've seen Lexi Steele, and I'm, I'm impressed with her work, and she definitely gave it her all. She gave it her heart. You know, and Savannah Evans, her I love her character. I, I love the way she's, you know, portrayed, like I said, a powerhouse, but she's just so well-skilled. Our next match, right? Now, I think this match was the match of the night. I think this match stole the show, okay? We had Jace Carr and son of wrestling legend Ricky Morton, Kerry Morton, against the Prodigies. This was a great tag team match. I myself was a tag team wrestler. I love tag team wrestling. They did some innovative stuff that uh, while we were watching, I, I told you, yeah, I'm definitely stealing that. I'm stealing this. I'm stealing that. So if I steal some stuff, Carrie, it's 100% <laughs> thanks to you and 100% in honor of you. Um, I was blown away. This is the first time I've seen Kerry Morton uh, wrestle. So I was blown away and amazed by his talent. I totally was. And, you know... <laughs> The one thing I saw about Kerry Morton, he's really got a bit of rock and roll express in him. I've I've watched the tapes, you know, of his dad, you know, the days of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and yeah, there's definitely a bit of rock and roll express in Kerry Morton. But you know, the tag team match, you know, I'm like you, I love tag team action, and this match, you know, back and forth, you know, it, it, it's the way these high thriller tag team matches go. And I think I would honestly say, when it comes to good tag team matches, you gotta put, you gotta have the thriller feeling in it, like a thriller film, like. That's how they go. I mean, if you notice that, there's always that magical feeling. Like, like it's like it's a it's a thriller thriller film. It definitely kept me off the edge of my seat. We were watching this together, and I was again, I was amazed by this match. In the end, we seen Jace Carr and Kerry Morton take the victory over the Prodigies. Do we see a new fo tag team forming here in first time ever? Well, there's certainly signs of it. But I would love to see more matches with these two guys because these guys are absolutely amazing. So maybe there is going to be Rock and Roll Express 2.0. That's just a teaser. <laughs> well, he already he already teams with his father, so who knows what's next to come for this bright young star? And I'm and I don't mean star to blow smoke up his ass. He's going to be a star. I said it with Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, about three four years ago. I said it, and I'm going to say it about Kerry Morton right now. Kerry Morton is going to be the future of this business. Well, I'm rooting for the guy. To be honest, we had to take a break after this match. The commentary, um, they tried, but 
the commentary took away from a lot of the matches and it wore me out. Um, they went off topic a lot, said a lot of jokes, which is fine to make jokes on commentary, but it's just, there's a time and a place. And I just felt it was just too much in every match. Didn't know the name of the moves and it, it just really, it took away from the matches. So we continued at a later date, which is why this podcast was stalled. And we picked up, and again, we put the commentary on. It seemed like half the other half of the show, commentary did do better, the commentary team. But again, it was the same hokey stuff that they were doing. Um, I just, I just kind of did, it just wasn't for me. I think going into the later half of the show, um, they should have been more serious. Commentary is very, very important. And that's not, that's not just in professional wrestling, folks. That's in all sports. Because commentary is meant to basically keep the positive vibe alive. Now, for me, speaking of the importance of commentary, you know, in soccer with the British commentary, that's the example. I would encourage you guys, watch British soccer commentary. You'll see that passion and energy that they bring to help you what the viewers really get in the game. That's just how important commentary is. It's part of the game. Not only that, in professional wrestling, uh, for viewers that are watching on TV, not in the live audience, but watching on TV and watching on the internet, you need that commentary. And the commentary should tell the story of the show, the story of the matches and what's going on, not only what's going on in the ring, because sometimes there is those moments in the ring where, you know, it, it is kind of that, that low point in the match because the match is a roller coaster ride. It takes you to high and low points. And that's the time to maybe build other matches on the card or, you know, talk about the, the stats between the two guys in the ring. And I just feel the commentary did not do their job with this show and it sucks for the viewer watching but we did not let the commentary stop us from watching the rest of the show we picked up with our next match ryan rembrandt versus james johnson in a pure rules match now before we get into this match um, I would have liked maybe the commentators or the announcer or maybe put up a graphic showing the rules of a pure match because I know the rules of a pure match from Ring of Honor, but if you've never watched one, the commentators explain the rules as they go along. And it would have I would have liked as a fan, as a viewer, watching it on TV and say I don't know what I'm what a pure match is. I would have liked to know the rules of that, a brief rundown of the rules. Like you only get three rope breaks and then the guy doesn't have to break the hold, you know, no uh closed fists. Things like that should have been explained. For me, that didn't kind of take away from the match because the match was a nice breath of fresh air from the previous three matches. It was a nice wrestling match. You've seen holds. You've seen kind of a classic style of wrestling, and I think that's what the uh, goal of that match was. Really to kind of give a nostalgic feeling, to kind of take us a little bit back to the days of wrestling. I kind of had the feeling we would kind of be in for a classic thriller because Ryan Rembrandt, his entrance, what did that remind you of, Chris? It actually reminded me of a couple people. It reminded me of the Nature Boy, woo, Ric Flair, and the franchise Shane Douglas. I had those vibes from him. And he also reminded me, his in-ring style, his entrance, his persona, reminded me of an old Ring of Honor wrestler. I, I wish I knew what happened to him or where he's been. He was the black nature boy, Scoot Andrews. He was an amazing talent, charismatic, had the same type of gimmick with the robe and everything like that. And I kind of seen shades of that in Ryan Rembrandt. 
you know, and I like how you mentioned the uniqueness of the entrance and of the character. I mean, if you're going to have the, the name Rembrandt in your wrestling name, then you got to make it an art, right? You got to make it an art. And not only that, his gimmick is remarkable. He is remarkable. Ryan Rembrandt, it says it on the robe. It says it on his tights. He definitely has that going for him. I like his size. I like his style. And uh, his opponent, James Johnson, I like the story they told in the, in the ring. They told a good classic wrestling story. And like I said, it was a breath of fresh air. I liked the uh, holes that both of them pull off. And I like with James Johnson, the injury spot. And he kept fighting through it. That's always a great story to tell. What I liked is they didn't just cut it there, like where he put on a hold and that was the end of the match. They kept it going. I definitely like that. Hats off to the booking. Hats off to both of those talents in the ring. Oh, totally. And and like you mentioned, uh, he, the spot where he, he gets hurt, he fights back, he's resilient. I mean, that's what you see in a classic match. The baby face supposedly get, gets hurt, like suffers a knee injury or injured leg, and they heal. You know, of course, targets that leg. Constantly targets it, puts it in a submission, but the baby face doesn't give up. I mean, that, that's what it led to. And how ironic it is, the dude with, with one leg wins by submission. Yeah. Uh, again, I like the story. I like the finish of the match. I like how, they, how Ryan Rembrandt kept his heat after the match, went for the handshake, kicked him. We all knew it was coming. I didn't like how commentary, how there was that one commentator that anticipated lady. Oh, he's going to hit him. He's going to. Like, let the, even if the viewer knows, like, let the viewer, you know, soak that in and let the viewer find out. But, you know, I just thought that that wasn't needed and you didn't need to do that. Great match. Great match from the two. Ryan Rembrandt kept his heat. We move on to the next match, which was Jake Hollister, who I personally know and have had a few scuffles with in the ring against Jason Kincaid. Uh, he's been all over the world. He's a great talent. I've seen him before in Infinite Pro Wrestling. I would have liked to see it a bit more faster paced. Uh, that's just my personal preference. They did a lot of innovative stuff in the match. And again, they told a good story with Jake being down. Uh, Jason Kincaid did come through with the victory in the end. I do think the outside interference from Eze should have been a disqualification. But we're going to let that slide. What what did you think of the match, Alex? The first thing I like, yeah, exactly. Easy, e the dude in the wheelchair gets involved in the match. <laughs> That's classic. Maybe it should have been a disqualification, but you know what? Maybe the fans wouldn't have been happy that way. And of course, you always got to think about the fans because it's all about it's about the fans. It's about putting butts in the seats. We know, we know the fact that you know these two guys. You said you've worked with Jake Hollister, right? Yeah, I, I actually won the Infinite Pro Wrestling Fury TV Championship. In a match that that involved him and a, and a few other guys, it was a multi-man match. And I can't think of all their names right now on the spot. It was a multi-man match. And then my first defense was against us in a singles match against Jake Hollister. So, uh, and before COVID hit, we were supposed to go into Maine and I was going to defend the title in another promotion against him. So COVID kind of shut that down. So, you know, I, I still got your number, Jake. Anytime, any place, I still got your number, but... Jake has definitely improved, and he looks great. He looks great in the ring. He definitely put on some size. I'm proud of everything he's doing. Totally. And and to finish it, I, I like the way the match goes, but in, in your case, when you mentioned how you preferred for it to be fast-paced, I really feel like it probably would have been better if it wasn't that fast-paced. That's just my personal preference. I was expecting a lot faster-paced match. 
it was a great match. Uh, Jason Kincaid is a phenomenal talent. The flipping double stomp he did, the uh, the outside spot off the chairs. Uh, he's doing some innovative stuff, and I like his character. I like the mystiqueness of him. The little things that I notice in the ring, like I said about Blackest Jack and how he's smooth, the way Jason Kincaid moves in the ring is so smooth. Um, and I just loved it. Anyway, I see wrestling from a different perspective. So those are the things that I'm like, oh, all right, this makes for a good match. Hell of a match. I mean, the, the finish, you know, the double, the double stomp or, you know, as we like to call it, the coup de gras. You know, not off the turnbuckle, but off the post. Off the post. Yeah, he's a one-of-a-kind talent. And from one one-of-a-kind talent to another, we have Facade, the Neon Ninja, in the main event against the biggest wrestler ever, Franco Varga, Big Poppy. It was definitely a mix of styles, a clash of styles, the Neon Ninja, though, did not get to pull off what he's normally used to because in the match, it looked like he rolled his ankle a bit. Alex, you want to pick up on that? He definitely uh, got injured. And uh, and Facade, you know, I've watched him wrestle before. When we were in Tampa, we, we watched him wrestle. Really good match. And like Franco, Facade has competed all over, all over the world. So what makes the match special, number one to me, is that you got two world-class wrestlers in the main event. And the fact that they've wrestled all over the world, you know you're in for something huge. And like you, you mentioned, you you basically you confirm it because I, I felt the same way. A clash of styles. That's something even more unique. Like you got the big guy, the brawler, the, you know, the big guy, and then you got the dude, you know, the ninja, the high flyer, the martial artist, however way you want, you want to describe it. The style of clash is knows you, you're going to see something that you can't anticipate it, Chris. But that's what makes the match exciting. Expect the unexpected. That's the excitement. And Franco Varga picked up on that on that leg injury and just from there started dominating a match. But still, even with the uh, the ankle or the leg injury he had, he was still able to pull off springboards, uh, hanging off from the rafters. I mean, still pulling off some insane stuff. So hats off to Facade and a big hats off to Franco Varga. He looks like a beast now from the last time I seen him in person. He looks like a beast. He's been hitting those weights, I can tell. Getting ready for another international tour, like we previously said. I'm I'm just a fan of Ranko Varga. Not only because he's my friend. It's not my fault my friends are talented. I'll always say that. And I, I will not ever knock Franco Varga. I may rib him a bit. I may joke with him a bit. But I can't knock his talent and what he's doing for not only himself, but other talent as being one of those talents he's took on the road with him, which is not something that he just, you know, openly invites you to do. So when he invited me to come on the road with him, you know, I always take that as, as an honor. It's something I really think about. And, you know, um, I always thank him for, because again, it's, it's, he's willing to help out guys that he, that he sees something in whatever it is he sees in them, he sees in them and he's willing to help them. So he's not, there's this, I know he, he's a heel and everything. He'll probably hate me for, for putting him over like this. But, you know, he's somebody that doesn't just look out for himself. And that's rare to find in this business. You know, this is why I, I can't help but praise the guy. You know, a hell of a wrestler. You know, about the match, the fact that there were numerous near falls. I mean, that's the main, that's the main event match for you, right? The numerous near falls. Again, expect the unexpected. Franco really put up a hell of a show. 
Franco Vargas came out with the win and first time ever three. Now, overall, my opinions of the show, I do believe some matches should have been a little bit shorter. Maybe that's just due to the commentary, which is my next point. The commentary definitely needs to get better, get a different commentary team, maybe have a talk with them, sit them down, explain what things they should be doing, especially during the main event. The main event, they should not be sitting there making jokes and kind of, I felt like they were making a mockery of the hard work those two guys were putting in as the main eventers, as the guys who were kind of selling the show. And especially for a guy like Franco Vargo, who putting on these shows, I think it was kind of disrespectful to everybody on the show by by doing that. In general, I love the show. I can't wait to watch the next one. I hope to either be on one one day or be one live. Either way, I'm always down to support Franco Varga in any way. You can go find his merchandise on Pro Wrestling Tees. I have to agree with you. I mean, you know, again, you know, the commentary is just, you know, the like you said, when the commentary is not good, when things are not go- going the way they're supposed to do, I mean, it affects the value of the show. I mean, if the viewers can't get into it, you know, that's not good. Overall, I really like to be, you know, I'm getting really more and more and more into independent wrestling. And I'm, I'm appreciating it more. And Franco basically gave me the chance to appreciate it even more. Thank you very much, Franco. And Franco, the next time you're in Dallas-Fort Worth, please, I beg you, please let me know because I want to come out there and support you, brother. I do. That's right. And if you want to find First Time Ever on social media, you can find them on Facebook at First Time Ever Events or on Twitter at First Time Ever. Three R's, three R's. You can find the biggest wrestler ever, Franco Varga, on all social media platforms at Franco Wrestles. That's at Franco Wrestles on all social media. With that, we're going to close out the show. On behalf of Bear Man and I, we would like to thank you all for listening to this episode, for listening to our review of First Time Ever, and a huge thank you to Franco Varga for allowing us to watch First Time Ever. Share the episode out with your mother, your brother, your sister, your cousin, because if you love pro wrestling like me and Alex love pro wrestling, then Wrestling with a Bear is the podcast for you. You can find us on all social media platforms at Rest with a Bear. That's W-R-E-S with a bear on all social media platforms. And you can now shop on our What a Maneuver shop at whatamaneuver.net. Follow them, W-A Maneuver, that's W-A Maneuver. Bearman, tell them where they can find you on social media. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at Bearman of Texas. Just T-X, no need to spell it out. At Bearman of Texas on Twitter. And you can find me on all social media platforms at Rex Wrestles. That's at R-E-X Wrestles. And don't forget, to visit restwithabear.com where you'll find Alex's blog, No Claws Barred, and you'll find all of our podcast episodes as well as Spreaker.com on Pain Train Pipe Palm Productions and Spotify. You can find Wrestling with a Bear. Thank you all for listening. Please be excellent to each other and keep supporting pro wrestling.